Hello and welcome to the Tuesday, February 7th, 2023 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and I am recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Of course, you probably have heard already about the tragic earthquake that hit Turkey and Syria last night. With uh, tragic events like this, we often have scams emerging. So published a couple tips how uh, to evade some of these scams. Probably something that you want to share with friends. Uh, don't think a lot of listeners necessarily to this podcast will be too susceptible to it. But it's something that uh, keeps coming up and and if you see anything, uh, please let us know. In recent years, some of these scams have become less visible, a little bit more difficult to track as a lot of them are targeting individuals and groups on social media. In particular, for example, if you have links uh, to the region, affected by the disaster you may for example see on related facebook groups or such some of these scams popping up that of course makes them harder to track down because they reach sort of a more targeted audience so let us know if uh, you see something. And of course, uh, with earthquakes, there are always these sort of unpredictable surprise results. So there is often a certain lag in some of these scams showing up. And in a second post today, I wrote about a little trick that you may find helpful to track systems that are infected, in particular sort of IoT devices and the like. One of the things that I see many of these bots do if they infect the device is they try to look up what is the public IP address of the device. And in order to do so, they're typically connecting to one of a small number of APIs that that return the public IP address. So you can look for DNS lookups for these host names or for HTTP requests if you have the visibility for uh, these APIs in order to detect possibly infected systems. Just be careful, like uh, with many things, you will have false positives here. Uh, there are a lot of IoT devices that uh, will use these APIs or similar APIs as part of their normal operation. So this is one of those things where you run it in a detection mode only, you're not outright blocking uh, these uh, URLs. And as a little side note here, I'll also put this in the uh, diary post. There is a URL that you may see being hit ever so often, wanipcn.xml. Well, uh, that just happens to be a URL that's part of a vulnerability in the Realtek SDK. It's an older vulnerability, so nothing really to be uh, too excited about. Uh, just happens to have some of this WAN IP part uh, as part of the file name, but uh, not related to looking up the IP address. It just sort of opens up uh, connectivity uh, to an external IP address. And yesterday I mentioned an open SSH uh, update and uh, mentioned also that, well, there wasn't really a lot of detail known about uh, the particular vulnerabilities being addressed here. We now have a little bit more detail about CVE 2023-25136. This one affects OpenSH version 9.1 and has been in the code since last July. 
It is problematic because it is pre-authentication and it could theoretically lead to remote code execution. It's a double free vulnerability, so uh, something that's exploitable. Uh, but as Qualys points out, due to some kernel mitigation, other exploit mitigations, exploitation will likely be tricky also the exploitation happens while OpenSH still runs in the less privileged mode so you don't get sort of full root access to the system still something that you should patch and certainly don't delay the patch who knows when an exploit will be available exploitability also likely depends on the exact linux distribution and such that you're using and the long, long list of devices you never uh, should expose to the internet, well, certainly includes a Redis server. The NoSQL memory resistant database, sadly, is still often exposed to the internet and then not adequately secured uh, via passwords or other access controls. We have seen attackers take advantage of this in the past, uh, Aqua security has now demonstrated or documented an interesting new wave of attacks. What the attacker is doing here is that once they connect to the Redis server, they'll actually try to load a module in the Redis server. Like many NoSQL databases, functionality is somewhat limited in these databases. So what the attacker does here is essentially load a bot into the database that adds additional commands that can then be used to further compromise the system. One of the main payloads here appears to be also crypto coin mining. And uh, well, uh, they state here that uh, the Monero wallet that uh, has uh, been receiving some of the benefits here apparently accumulated something like uh, 4,500 US dollars. Uh, not really a ton, but then again, you know, these days with crypto coins and particular Monero, uh, the value of the coins is quite low. But then again, if you don't pay for the computing power, well, it's still money. Well, that is it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.